When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of Signed the Traders. We are brought to you by Silent Podcasts, and where we are anything but silent, and we are a podcast that is recapping all things Traders Canada. I'm your host, Katie, and I'm here with Javier, my co-host. How are you? Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Katie. I'm doing great. I am excited to talk this episode. I feel like we got some good... The roundtable was pretty good for me, so I'm very yeah. excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I personally had a lot of fun um, watching this episode. I didn't even skip through the challenge, which I usually do. So um, I, I could talk about it all. I'm excited to jump in. Um, as a quick recap, last week where we left off, uh, the traitors murdered Erica uh, and voted out Colin. So we no longer have Erica and Colin with us. And Colin, of course, ended up being a faithful Donna, we also saw having a little bit of a meltdown, but she was a little quieter this episode for us. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I was ready for more meltdown from Donna. Um, and we were left on a cliffhanger between uh, Trevon, Mickey and Nazila as the victim number two of the mm -hmm. murderers. Um, so we open up at breakfast 
what what are your thoughts overall on this breakfast? I think we got a lot of action toward the end of it, but immediately Mickey walked in, so we knew Mickey did not get murdered. Yeah. Um, no, the, I um, I enjoyed this breakfast. I think for me the 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 funniest thing was how right away when Fierce comes in, Fierce is just already talking about Kevin. Oh my and, god, already? Yes. Oh god, where's Kevin? I hope he's alive. And listen, I'm gonna say it. I don't know how Kevin gets all the gays on his side at all these TV <laughs> shows. He's done it on both of his Big Brother season. Now he has it in Traders. Some Kevin be finessing, and good for him. I guess so. Fierce seems like she will like she will fall on the sword on the sword for Kevin. So good for Kevin on that play. Um, but yeah, no, I was excited to see um, who they killed. Um, I'm glad it wasn't Mickey because we talked about this last week. You know, yeah. we, we wouldn't want to see like all the reality people go out. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. And I also noticed Fierce immediately saying uh, that Mickey was a traitor. And I was like, okay, Fierce is here to like, just be messy. And I, I love it. And we even saw later, like Fierce was saying, uh, he would defend, um, I forget who, but uh, saying like, oh, no, if you're a traitor, like, I'll defend you, just like, come find me. So I I, Fierce is giving good energy. I love it. before we get into who actually got murdered, there's like a little bit of chatter. Mai is saying that she can't rule it out anybody. Um, but there's chatter about, oh, this is who it was actually that Fierce said they would defend. Um, Mai was like, if my name comes up, I want you guys to defend me. And it almost, I feel like we see these alliances forming a little bit mm-hmm. at the breakfast, which is interesting because they don't know if there's a traitor in the room or not, but they're kind of just like openly having these conversations about like who they love and who they're going to defend, which is interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it was it was weird to see that conversation so openly. You know, I, I feel yeah. like conversations usually happen on the side, but I guess these people really trust each other. I guess mark. so. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of mess this this episode. Um, we do. I did take a note. Uh, we got a shout out to Magic Mike. Um, so when he walked in the room, someone was like Magic Mike, and I really thought we coined that nickname, but I guess they were calling him Magic Mike in the house, yeah. which I was kind of like, okay, I guess we're on the same page. <laughs> Not the most original nickname, I understand. Um, but I did take a note about fierce loving Kevin and Kevin immediately is like, Melissa B's a traitor. Kevin is still on it. He's still pushing Melissa B the second she walks Mm -hmm. in. He's like, if she walks in, we have to watch her reaction. And they are all over Melissa B. They are watching every move that she makes. Mm -hmm. They are really just over the top on Melissa B and they happen to be right. Um, but Fierce does say it's the worst acting job they've ever seen yes. in their life when Melissa B walks through the door. So she comes in last, uh, and we find out that Nazila is the murdered um, house guest, I guess, or murdered contestant. But uh, what did you think about Melissa's reaction here? Do you think that she did a good job when she walked in the room? Did, were, did you overanalyze anything that she did? Because a, mm-hmm. a lot of heat came on her from this um, this reaction when she walked in the door. I mean... I feel like I wasn't, I didn't see her do anything particularly weird. Like if I were in yeah. that room, um, I probably would not have like essentially clocked that like, oh, Melissa came in and she's acting very weird. Um, however, with the buildup, like the fact that her name has been thrown out so much up until this point, maybe my eyes would be more on Melissa mm-hmm. as well. Um, but no, I didn't really notice anything out of the ordinary that Melissa was doing. Um, so I don't know. For me, it wasn't, I didn't notice anything. Did you? No, I really didn't either. But I noticed that she did say in a confessional after the breakfast that she was happy that she was the person who came in last. And I think that I don't know if they get to choose or not, but that to me was some really terrible strategy if she did get to choose because she already knew her name was out there. So why 
be the lone person that walks in. So everybody's focus is on yes. you and only you mm -hmm. instead of coming in with a group of people. So you're, you don't have to be the one that reacts as mm -hmm. knowing you're the last safe person. And you can just fade into the background when four other people walk in the room and everybody's attention is going to be all over the place and not just solely focused on you. Yeah, I agree. That was just, I mean, look, I'm being honest. I don't, there's multiple times episode where Melissa, I'm just like, Melissa, what is this? Yeah, she lost here? me here. Yeah, yeah, she lost me. And then like that confessional, you know, in the confessional, you're, you're honest, right? So the fact that you said that just shows to me that your games, your game, like know-how is not very, it's not up to par and, and you know, spoiler alert, you know, we, what happens to her at the end of the episode, it, 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 it kind of was, she kind of earned it. Like she was not playing a good she game did. in my opinion. It was her time. I think, I mean, we, we see that also crystal thinks that she is the, uh, is a traitor. She, mm -hmm. and crystal was close with her. She says, you know, it's really bad acting. Everybody clocks Melissa's acting yeah, here. Right um, so it's pretty, pretty bad stuff by Melissa. And then even after the breakfast, she's having, she's like all over the place. She's having conversations with Trevon um, and others in the group. And she's saying things like, well, I noticed because I was on the team that did poorly on the challenge. Like I thought I was going to go and everybody was like, why would they take that into consideration? Like, who mm -hmm. and I'm like, why are you spilling the strategy that you guys talked about last night? Like no one yeah. else is thinking that way. You guys should stop talking about, like she should stop talking about it. Um, I don't know. I just, she seemed to have a lot of faith in her acting skills, but clearly nobody else did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad you brought up the whole concept of, uh, you know, um, targeting people for doing poorly in the challenges. I feel like we talked about this in Trader US one and we talked yeah. about this a little bit last week. But do you think that's a good strategy to go with, especially at least for me in this case, um, the losing team here had two traders in it. So I don't know if that would be the best right. strategy to go for. But what were your thoughts when I, I think Kuzi was actually the one who pitched it in the traders meeting? How do you feel about that strategy? I'm kind of split on it. I feel like at least it makes the challenges more meaningful to watch, because if they mm -hmm. are going to go after people who aren't doing well in challenges, anybody could vote those people out right it doesn't mean that like it's the people on the blue team i mean the next challenge in this one is a, is an individual challenge not individual but it's like a main group challenge so it's like everybody's mm -hmm. individual conform performance contributes equally instead of like one team kind of like holding everybody up but at the same time i mean i think it's only going to last a week or two because there's going to be a ton of other reasons to murder somebody i think yeah. maybe week one it's fine you don't really have a good reason to pinpoint anybody yet um but i think with melissa kind of putting it out there i don't think that was a good strategy because then people are going to be watching everybody that does poorly in the challenge and if the traders do poorly in the challenge and they're not voted out then it's gonna be pretty obvious who they are mm -hmm. And yeah, I think Koozie kind of said that too, right? She's like, I need to contribute. I don't want to be one that's like yeah, dragging behind. And she did end up contributing, but like, what if she didn't? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, yeah, you know, at, for the, at the beginning of the season, it's very easy to, you know, you're, you're looking for any reason to, you know, want to target someone. So I guess in the beginning, you're right. It might be a good strategy, but yeah, I agree with you. I think especially after this round table, I think from this round table forward, like multiple names have, are out now, multiple suspicions are multiple people. So I think once we get to the round table, we'll discuss a bit more there, but I think moving forward, that's probably not going to be the strategy, even though they said that would be a good strategy. I don't, I think there, there is just so much traction on multiple people now. So I'm yeah. like, I feel like that's going to be the strategy moving forward. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely think so too. I think for like week one or two, fine. But if that just like continues mm -hmm. to be the trend moving forward, it's just not the best. 
Um, we do get a couple more tidbits before the challenge. We do hear Trevon say that he thinks Kevin is a traitor, um, yeah. which is interesting. And Trevon, I said it last week, you're giving me Quentin and Andy vibes and you're still giving me Quentin and Andy vibes. You're yeah. loud and wrong, Trevon. Um, and especially at the round table, you were just loud mm -hmm. and wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. so I think my prediction of the Quentin Andy vibe from Trevon is kind of proven to be true, at least at this point. So I don't know. Yeah, no, you clocked that right away. <laughs> and yes. I, I wrote that I wrote that in my note because during the um, the roundtable, I was like, uh-uh, this is just not it. Yeah, it started here and I was like, uh-oh, Trevon, don't do this. And then at the roundtable, yeah. I was like, oh, no, he's proven <laughs> you right. Um, Melissa also said she wanted to win the money so she could go to Disney, which I was like, do you think people can? Like, I don't know. That was weird to me. Okay, I'm yes, like, I wanted to talk about that. She yeah. started, like, but she was like boohoo crying. Falling, <laughs> yes. I want to go to Disney. Like, Hello? We're gonna be the money for that. Is that does that build trust? I didn't understand her. No, like what are you trying to do here? Yeah, if anything, that makes me more suspicious. Like she started like crying already. Like we haven't even gone through the challenge. We haven't gone through the round table. She's already crying and like giving these excuses as to why she should like stay for the money. Yeah, I thought that was very again another instance of her like weird poor gameplay, in my opinion. Yes, I totally agree. And I don't know, I mean, to me it seems like they're filming. I don't know. I guess it would be a lot to do a challenge and a round table and a murder all in one day, but it feels like at least like, what are they maybe on day six, realistically, if they're not on day three, like you're really out here crying about going to Disney. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like you're not, there's only been two people, three people now gone and you're saying you deserve the money because you want to go to Disney. It's like, okay, let's like wait a little bit until yeah. you get a little deeper in the game. I don't know. She was really doing a lot for me. Agreed. Too much. Uh, moving on to the challenge, as we saw in the preview from last week, we get another challenge that we've already seen before. It was the laser light challenge where mm -hmm. the goal is to steal art from a room and maneuver through the security lasers without getting hit by the laser. Um, and each piece of art that you're stealing is worth a specific amount of money. Um, any thoughts about this challenge specifically? I mean, we don't need to go through every person's result but i thought it was i thought that the two minutes to strategize was kind of interesting i don't recall if we saw that in the u.s mm -hmm. where they gave them two minutes in advance to kind of strategize who went first but mm -hmm. um you know i took a couple of notes here but nothing super consequential took place in this challenge in my opinion um, yeah no i mean i agree I, I don't remember the two minute you know discussion of who should go first i do think it was funny that like fierce and my and crystal were just like let me yeah. go first and then two out of three of them flopped right away you know so right away and we were just discussing or koozie you know whatever the traders were discussing we're going to target people who flop so i was just like uh-oh this might not be good for these people moving forward doesn't mm -hmm. seem like that it's going to have any any um you know any issue with their games but at first when i was watching the challenge that was my first thought like uh-oh we, we already said this strategy melissa said it to multiple people now so yeah. how, is this going to be like a problem for the fierce and my who you know, we're both so vocal about wanting to go first and wanting to succeed, et cetera. Totally. And I feel like we got a lot of insight into maybe how these people view themselves in this challenge or just like the ego. I specifically wrote a note about Kevin Martin, oh God, where he yes. took the biggest statue of everything and everyone was like, don't take the statue, Kevin, don't do it, don't do it. It was worth $5,000. It was probably worth the most out of everything. Mm -hmm. And he hit the laser immediately. And I'm yeah. like, oh, the ego on this man. I mean, you can't help but like him because of his ego, I think. But like, also, it's like, come on, dude, what are you Stay. doing? Yeah, what I wrote in my notes, I'm like, are you trying to be a target here? Right. You know, like, vocal and loud and just, you know, like, let's tune it down a bit, you know? Exactly. Um, 
I thought Melissa's strategy was pretty good, actually. Uh, Melissa B. She. Oh, I'm sorry, not Melissa B. Who took the sword? Someone took a sword. Crystal. Crystal went third, I think, yeah, and she okay. um she like crawled under. She was like army crawling basically, mm. and she actually had an interesting strategy where she was like, I'm gonna pick something that's close to the host, which she actually called her the host instead of saying her name, which I thought was interesting. Um, and uh, so she wouldn't have to maneuver across the whole thing um, with something in her hands. And I was like, that's actually really smart. And she was the first person to make it across that we saw. I don't know if we yeah. saw everything in order, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think yeah, that's a strategy that I would go for in this challenge. You know, yeah, it's probably worth the least, but let's all the people who can get all the things there. Cause it seemed like by the end of the challenge, there were still some things close to, yeah um close to the end of the main or the you know the laser so yeah i think i would have been i think everyone should have started there and then slowly start moving back 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 and then like with, with if kevin's thing was still around then you go for the 5k yeah you know, let's try to make as much money as possible so i do agree i think that was a smart strategy from crystal yeah. And I think even if it's not worth a lot of money, at least you're not taking time off the clock. So if you can get those sure. things, start racking up more, uh, more money for your pot, then like, okay, at the end, take the big stuff. If you get it great, you're racking up even more money. But if you lose a couple of minutes, maybe closer to the end, it's not as consequential. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Melissa actually went for a huge knight statue and she ended up making it through, which I thought yeah. was pretty impressive. Um, and Koozie said she wanted to put the attention on someone else who performs poorly, which means mm -hmm. like she would have to perform really well. And she did. She made it across, yeah. which was great. Shout out to Koozie. Um, and I did take a note here too, that like generally the challenges seem to have more weight with this cast specifically. Like they seem to be paying attention to the results. They seem to be paying attention mm -hmm. to who's doing well, who's not, um, which I think makes them at least a little bit more interesting for us to watch because then it means like they actually might have a consequence at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I felt that way as well. Yeah. Um, two people that I did want to mention just because, you know, when I watch these reality TV shows, I also want to start like liking these people. Mm -hmm. So someone who I really liked in this challenge was Rick. I thought it was oh, yeah. really funny watching Rick crawl. And like, it was just, I don't know, something about Rick's energy, his the DRs he was giving. I don't know. So I'm really like, I think we actually talked about this last week. That yes, like, we did. Rick seems like he's going to be a fun character. And like, I think in this episode, he solidified it for me more. Like, he was really fun in the challenge. And I don't know, he's, he's giving me entertainment. So I, I feel like after this challenge, I like Rick even a little bit more. So I hope he sticks around for a bit. Me too. I like Rick's vibe. I think he's giving us good TV. I, yeah. I'm enjoying him every time he's on the screen. Like, I feel like he's always saying something that yeah, exactly. I'm listening to, which I, I can't say the same for everybody else. Um, and mm -hmm. he's made a character out of himself. The other person I wrote a note about was, well, I wrote two notes. I wrote Mickey, who tied his bun under his chin and took his pants off. Pants which I'm like, off. All right. I mean, I guess if you have baggy pants on, that's a pretty good strategy because your pants might hit the laser, but he got caught like almost right away anyway. Yeah. Um, and Donna who was like crawling, like just like in and out, like dipping, dodging laser. She was like all over the place. And I was like, okay, Donna. Yeah, this Donna was, was a challenge Donna for you. The challenge. I was like, okay, cool. She did, she did. Um, no, I just want to say, uh, Mickey was the other person I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, the pants off thing was a mess for me. And then, I don't know, for, I wrote down, he's giving me big like lofty vibes from US1. Yes. Where there's just vibes in his head. Like there's no thoughts, no yes. game strategy. He's just there for the vibes to have a good time. and. You know what? That's okay, Mickey. If that's what you're there for, but that's the vibes we're getting from Mickey after this challenge. I'm getting those vibes from Mickey too. And I'm also getting, I don't know if you watched The Mole on Netflix, but he's giving me Will vibes from The Mole. Maybe Was physically. 
Yeah, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched oh. them all, but yes, he was. Oops. <laughs> um, it's all right. It's like two years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, I don't know, just when he like took his hair down and like tied it up I under his chin that. and was talking the, uh, in the confessionals, I was like, oh, he's kind of giving me like Will a little bit. I see it. Um, yeah. Overall, the, tim- the team won uh, $10,000 worth of art. So yeah. I was trying to see if they gave us a, an idea of what the total prize pot is i guess i could do very quick math but they got ten thousand dollars in this challenge i think the first challenge was 20k from the first episode maybe and then the last yeah. one was six thousand um so thirty-six thousand, give or take a little bit if, I, if i'm remembering correctly is what they have to win right now so i'm gonna keep track if they give them free money at the end of this yeah, because then that really means it means nothing yeah so we'll see yeah um anything else challenge related no that's all yeah those are the people i wanted to really talk about yeah all right well post challenge koozie has her eye on rick our guy rick Mm -hmm. i'm worried for him uh he pushed colin really hard he was totally sure that colin was a traitor um and interesting enough i think we also said this last week that we were a little bit worried for rick because he went so hard um but my said something like uh along the lines of she hasn't seen rick talking in huge groups which i don't know if that's like pro rick being a traitor or Mm. against like does that mean rick is a traitor or does that mean rick is a faithful because he's not talking in huge groups i don't really know what that means um but she called that out but it seems like there's a lot of suspicion about rick um his name's floating out fierce says if they're right about Mel B, then they're right about Rick because uh-huh. uh, Rick was really defending Mel B. So it seems like if Mel B is a traitor, then Rick is definitely a traitor, yeah. which makes me concerned for Rick for next week. I agree. Um, those are really the two, well, or so we think, the two names out there at the beginning of uh, you know this post-challenge pre-roundtable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do see a little bit of i guess like a rift between crystal and mel b and then we see mel b just like kind of losing it and going around to everybody mike tells mel b that her name is out there and he's gonna try and deflect off of her or like protect her a little bit Mm -hmm. um and push onto crystal so what did you think about all of this back and forth i think we saw a lot of like Mel B talking to everybody. We saw Leroy saying like, I would be stupid to think that you're not a traitor at this point, even though I'm not hundred percent convinced. Like I do think it's probably you. Do you think Mel B helped herself here? Or do you think her gameplay was just continuing down the path that it was? Yeah. Continuing? So again, I, so again, for me, this was another moment for me where I think Mel B was not playing this game. Well, mm-hmm. um, you see Kuzi putting this like fuel to the fire about Rick. Yep. Rick would be the person that I'm going to start dropping names. Yep. Up. Yep. Not Crystal, who I have a good relationship with. Right. If I have a good relationship with a faithful as a trader, I'm gonna, you know, nurture this relationship and keep them around as far as long as I can. So the fact that you started throwing Crystal under the bus, the one person who you say is your ally beyond the traders, like I was like, what are you doing here? There's there's fire on Rick. Throw Rick under the bus. Yeah. Rick loves to talk, you know. So I thought that was very poor gameplay on her. And also, like you mentioned, like Leroy clocked her right away. He came up there. He's like, you're panicking. You're walking around in circles. You're going to everyone. You're saying names to everyone. And that's the vibes you're giving me. And I was like, yeah, Leroy, Leroy's thinking exactly how I would think in that situation. That's yeah. exactly what Mel B's doing. She's just running around, saying a name, dropping. And then she's just not like saying anything of substance, which I think is really hurting her in this game. And yeah, targeting Crystal, I thought was terrible, terrible gameplay. I thought it was really bad gameplay as well. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Rick's name already has heat on it. 
then throw Rick out there and say, like, if you hear what Fierce is saying or someone tells you what Fierce is saying, just say, like, okay, then vote Rick this week. And if he's a traitor, then get me next time. Because, like, he was the one that was pushing Colin, not me. I didn't really do anything specific to make you guys think it's me. So Rick did vote him. And then if he is a traitor, then you know I'm a traitor this week or, or whatever. Or you can, like, vote me out next week or whatever. Right. Which maybe it wouldn't be the best if, but, you know, obviously she knows Rick isn't the traitor. So he's going to be faithful. Then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. then maybe she's fine. But instead, she just decides to turn on Crystal. And Crystal is saying that uh, Melby is acting strange because she knew her from before the traitors got chosen and that she started acting differently uh, mm-hmm. after that. And she brings up a really interesting point where uh, Chris, where Melby is saying things like, oh, yeah, well, tomorrow we should do this tomorrow. And Crystal's like, I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm just making sure that I'm still going to be here tomorrow. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting pickup from Crystal that Melby is talking like future tense when everybody needs to be worried about either getting voted out at the round table mm-hmm. or getting murdered if you're not a traitor. Only traitors would think they're going to be here the next day. So I thought yeah. that was really intuitive from Crystal that yeah, she picked up on that. I didn't even clock that. that that's yeah. actually, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. That like puts, that makes Crystal to me like a much more strategic person than, you know, I, I was actually liking Crystal this episode. I thought she yeah, made a lot of great points. And I thought this episode ended with her on a good strategic route, even though she might not be on the best footing to survive killings from the traitors because she's on a better, she's starting to make some connections. Um, but no, I, the fact that she said that, the fact that you mentioned that makes me think, yeah, I agree. You should never be talking because you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. Right. So it was very, I, I'm, I'm shocked that Crystal caught on to that so quickly. Yeah, I don't know if I, with everything going on, I don't know that that's something I would have necessarily picked up on either. I mean, you really don't know how you're going to react in the game, but for her to pick up on that, I was super impressed because Mm -hmm. she's right. Like, and, and for Mel B to not think about that, it's just like, that's another tick in the box against Mm -hmm. Mel B for me. Um, she tells Mike that she's going to put Crystal's name on the throw name, her name under the bus. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's kind of mostly it. I think for me, I going into the roundtable, I really thought it was going to be Rick and Mel B who were going to get the most votes. But then once this crystal conversation started, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder if this is going to get any traction, which it actually kind of ended up getting some traction. Yeah. Um, heading into the roundtable, Mike jumps in immediately. And brings up Melissa and says, what, was that? what is this? It? What is this? I Do we was... think that they planned this? Like, is this a way to like, say like, okay, I'm going to throw suspicion on you, but then like, let you deflect it onto Crystal or like, what happened here? Yeah, no, this, like when I was watching this, my mind was blown. I was, well, maybe you're right. Maybe Me that too. is their plan, but I think that is a terrible plan. Terrible they plan. clearly did not run this by Koozie. Cause I know Koozie would have been like, y'all need to, let yeah. some again this is what i said last week allow someone else to bring your name up especially if you're both traders do not bring each other up because guess right. what now mike looks super sus if mel b is a trader which she ends up being a trader right. so that i'm i'm maybe what you said is the only way to make sense of this because when i watched it i couldn't make sense of this play that's exactly how i felt about it i'm like this only makes sense if they planned this and even then i don't think it makes sense but like for mike to do this it only makes sense if melissa or if if he and koozie planned to go against melby then it made sense and she didn't know or if he and melby planned it but we didn't see either of those things happen so i was just Mm -hmm. like kind of 
I was blindsided that Mike was like, well, you're really overacting and all these people, blah, blah, blah. This was wild to me. This was wild. Just an absurd level of bad gameplay from Mike and Mel. I feel very bad for Kuzi in this situation. She is stuck with two traders who are really not playing a good game, if you ask me. I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Melissa immediately starts overacting. She's deflecting hard. She's like, really, uh, you know, thou doth protest too much, Melissa. You're doing <laughs> yes. a lot here, and I don't know if you need to do this much. And she goes, where did my name come from? How did it get out there? And Kevin immediately is like, me, I put it out there. And I loved this from Kevin. And he specifically said, uh, I'll take credit for that. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you for claiming the credit because she, he's right, she's a traitor. Yeah. And when she eventually gets voted out, this puts Kevin in like such a prime spot, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought this was really, really great gameplay from Kevin to just be like, me, I did it and I'm taking credit for it, I did it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's the same thing I said. I said, Kevin is like, Kevin's eating right now. He, even the, even his explanation as to why he, he suspects Melissa was a great way to explain it. He yeah. was, you know, he, I, I didn't exactly get, I don't have it written down, but he was saying something along the lines as, when everyone talks, we're trying to figure out who the traitor is. But when you talk, Melissa, you're just like moving pieces and saying names. You're not actually yeah. trying to figure out who a traitor is. You're just saying, you know, so I thought that was a great explanation that Kevin did. And I think I agree with you. Like the fact that Kevin claimed this is an um, both very well for him moving forward in the game. Um, and yeah, Kevin just did a really good job at this roundtable. For once, yeah. him being like super loud and extra is going to pay off for him in this game because he is not a traitor. <laughs> totally. I know we were worried about him a little bit last week for yeah. that, but this week I think he played it almost flawlessly. Like I don't really have anything to point to where he, mm-hmm. you know, he overplayed, but I think this to me, I thought was great gameplay from Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Melissa said something to him along the lines of like, you're just trying to find reasons why I'm a traitor and you're not trying to find reasons why I'm a faithful. I'm like, yeah, because they're not trying to catch faithfuls, Melissa. Yeah. They're trying to catch the traitors. No one's saying like, oh, I think she's a faithful because of this. No, that's not the point of the game. It's to figure out who the traitors are, not who the faithfuls are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this was a mess from Melissa. I feel like no. she completely... She just unraveled this whole episode. Yeah. Melissa's in over her head at this point. That's the vibe I'm Way over. Way over her head. We thought Um, it was Donna last week, but it's Melissa. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Donna took a break this week. She just ate at the challenge and then just sat back and let it all happen around her, Mm -hmm. where Melissa is just just a mess. But speaking of messes, we also had Travon pushing Kevin. And I'm like, come on. What are we doing here? Loud and wrong once again. Why? I don't know. It's just... This whole roundtable just went off the rails to me at this yeah. point. Um, there are a couple of people standing up for Melissa. Then Melissa throws Crystal under the bus. And then Goupier puts Mike's name out. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And then Trevon is like, we have to bring order to this. And I'm like, no, yeah. we don't. Nobody yeah, wants keep order it going. to this. Say another name. Yeah, say more. Keep saying more. Yeah. Um, no, I also want to bring up. Someone who I who we were talking about the first episode who I think did poorly this episode, my I yes. thought I did a very bad job at this roundtable. Me too. She was getting very agitated, very like passionate, and unfortunately, she's very wrong. Very when you're wrong. wrong you're, when you're very wrong about something, it's gonna put a huge target on her. You know, it's gonna put a huge target on her. And I felt like in episode one, she was saying, I'm gonna sit back and listen. And it's only episode three, and she's already like speaking up and you know, defending Melissa B and throw, I forgot whose name she threw under the bus, but I would think she threw Rick and 
and uh, I wrote it down. She threw Rick and Crystal. What she said about Crystal was that before the door even opened for the last person to come in, she already was acting shocked. And Crystal was like, that actually didn't happen at all. Yeah, Crystal was just shaking her head, yeah. Yeah, she's like, nope, that's not actually not what happened. But I agree with you. I thought my, uh, my it's like almost like she's getting into her head too mm-hmm. much to like really want to be a strategic gamer. So she's just like doing too much where it's like, no, you really should sit back and listen a little bit more. Cause even just like that conversation about Rick, well, I don't see him in big conversations a lot. So I'm like, okay, but like, does that mean he's a traitor or does that mean he's a faithful? Like who would be having conversations in big groups? To me, I would say a traitor would be more likely to have conversations in big groups because then it's like, you know, you're letting everybody know whatever, like you're not hiding anything or you're not trying to hide anything. Whereas if you're Mm -hmm. only in small groups, I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know. I don't really, really know what she was trying to get at a lot of the time here. And then I also want to just talk about when she tried to defend um, Melissa B, she goes, when I hug Melissa, oh my God, yes. I felt her vibrations. And she goes, and I quote, you can't act vibrations. Oh, yes, you can't act vibrations. When I tell you, Katie, that I, I like broke my neck and was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> literally, what is, this is literally her saying I'm living off vibes. Just yeah, the vibes yeah. were wrong in this room. It's like she walked yep. into the room and said the vibes were off. But Melissa, yeah. your vibes are good. Yeah, I literally felt your vibes. You yeah. can't act vibes. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my. my. I was so sad. I didn't think she would crash and burn like this on episode three. I, I didn't either. And it's also just strange to me because she came in pushing Rick. She was pushing Rick outside and then she voted for Crystal. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you're throwing Rick's name out who could be a traitor still, you don't know. Yeah. You're defending Melissa, who is a traitor, but then you're voting for Crystal. Like, I don't know. You're just giving people reasons to murder you in my opinion like mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just if i'm a traitor and crystal puts out my name pr- crystal puts out rick's name i'm voting crystal because she's not saying koozie and she's not saying mike that people are gonna think it's rick and if i want people to think it's rick i'm gonna yeah. vote i'm gonna murder someone who's saying rick's name like it just doesn't i don't know she said she said too much agreed way too much um anything else when it comes to throwing names out i thought actually you know someone who now is on my radar as a potentially good player or maybe this was bad but um i can't pronounce his name gerpier yeah i, I wrote it as gerpier i'm not i'm not 100 sure i've only heard it like in like a split second so i don't know if i'm pronouncing yeah, it correctly exactly. or not, but so yeah. i apologize to everyone listening i'm sorry for saying yes, his name wrong, me too we'll but get i am gonna praise him because i was very shocked at how he clocked Magic Mike. He was the only one at the table saying, oh, Magic Mike, the you're, you've been acting sus. Like, I think it's you. Um, so yep. now he's on my radar as like a player to watch who in the, pers- the past two episodes, I feel like he literally said nothing. So yep. I'm curious to see what this goes, where his game goes from here. Um, I am a little scared for him, you know, because he did, he is clocking the trader correctly. Um, so that could put him at risk. Um, but yeah, I really, enjoyed, I thought now, now my eyes are on him as someone to watch from the faithful side. Yeah, me too. And we got some more from him too at the end of the episode, which we'll talk about when we get there. But I thought it was all good stuff coming Mm -hmm. from him. Um, Good reads. Yeah, definitely good reads. Uh, It's time to vote. And we go into the vote. We have no no real consensus here. Um, The roundtable has been a mess so far. My votes for Crystal, even though she was pushing Rick. Trevon does not want to vote Mel, so he votes Kevin. and a big thing at this roundtable, which I think is interesting because it kind of doesn't really make sense in this game, is that people are like, I don't want to go with the mob mentality. So I'm yes. voting. And I'm like, you should want to go with the mob mentality. If it's not on you, 
save yourself. You don't need to be take a, sta a moral stance here against the mob mentality. The mob mentality is going to be what gets these people out of the game. And you need to all land on a traitor at one point anyway, or a faithful, whatever. Someone's got to go. And if you keep saying, I don't want to be part of the mob mentality, then the mob mentality is going to switch around and come one day to you mm -hmm. and get you out. Like you need to be, in my opinion anyway, I don't know, but I, I feel like why be the person who wants to take a stand away from the group that's all voting one way? Be part of that group so you don't look suspicious. Especially because these people voted against, vote or standing up for Mel B and she ended up being a traitor. So now you guys are going to look super suspicious because you just didn't want to go along with the group for what reason? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Especially early on in the game, like there's so yeah. many people left. There's no need to, you know, it's, it's not the most... I mean, so in terms as a viewer, I'm enjoying these people who want to go yes. against the group. Don't get me wrong, everyone. But if I were in the game, I'm playing the I'm going to follow the lead for a bit until I can, for some concrete reason, get everyone's um, backing to target one person, which is like what Kevin did. You know, yeah. Kevin has played this game so far pretty well these past three episodes. He wanted to target MLB. He started it early. It's caught fire. And then at the round table, he was like, it was my idea. Like, that's how I feel like you have to play the game. If you're going to target someone, you have to make sure that you have the numbers behind it. Um, so I think I would go with the mob unless I can get enough numbers to target said person. So right, right. bad gameplay, but good TV. <laughs> very good TV. Yes, very good TV. Um, and there was also even a clip too from somewhere uh, at one of Kevin's confessionals saying like, if I'm wrong, I'm going to look like such an ass or whatever. And I just yeah. thought that was like, yeah, you would have because you were pushing her really hard. But luckily, mm -hmm. you're right. Um, Yes, Trevon votes uh, Kevin. Mel B votes for Crystal. Uh, Kevin interestingly says, I've been sure of this vote, but listening to you talk actually like move, did move the needle a little bit, but he did end up voting for Mel B, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't think Mel B did a great job at this round table. She did no service in my opinion. Yeah, but for Kevin, who's been pushing her since the beginning to feel diff a little bit swayed by her, I thought that was interesting. Um, Gerline... And again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. I'm sorry. We'll get we'll get it once they're featured more closely, mm -hmm. uh, more more prominently. Uh, voted for Melissa. Fierce voted Mel B. Mike voted voted for Mel B. And then gave a laundry list about her body language. And I'm like, my guy, what are you doing? What okay, are I'm, you doing? We need to talk about this because I I also was like, so he 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 gave a speech. I don't know for what a reason. Huge he, speech. I, all I wrote down was Mike. I'm sorry, Mike, but just shut up and vote. Like you're, you're digging. I feel like Mike is digging a grave because he, he's he and he he's like saying, Melissa, this is why I'm going to vote for you. But then in the same in the same breath, he throws Crystal under the yes. bus, yes. and then ends up voting Melissa. So the whole thing was this was roundabout way to end up voting Melissa. That just, in mm. my opinion, makes that puts all eyes on you. You know, so yep. I thought that was a very bizarre gameplay on Magic Mike's part. I thought that too. Not so much magic from Mike here. I don't know what was going on. I just, illusion. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know. He was trying to do some kind of illusion. And I don't, he played an illusion on himself. I think, I don't really know what was going on. And I thought this part was a little bit interesting because I think, and I tried to count the votes, but like, I don't know, math is not my strong suit. So I didn't, but I feel like, and I don't know if my math is wrong. Like I said, I didn't actually like prove it out, but it feels like if Koozie who did end up voting out Mel B, and Mike voted for Crystal. We might have had enough votes to get Crystal out at the end of the day if Trevon didn't vote for Kevin. If I think mm. there's someone else that just like threw a vote somewhere. I'm just trying to look and see. Uh, Mickey voted for Rick. 
I don't think I wrote down Rick. Oh yeah, Rick voted for Mel. I don't know. I think it could have been a little closer if Koozie and Mike had Mel's back, but I think at the end of the day, they probably saw her as just a little bit mm -hmm. too much of a liability, but it did seem closer than I thought. Oh, Donna voted for Kevin also. Okay, Donna, like these people voting for people who, why are you doing this when you don't know who the traitors are? Why are you throwing votes when you don't know you could get murdered tomorrow because Kevin yeah. could be a traitor and I don't know, it's just a mess. Or you get murdered by the traitors because then they could pin it on Kevin. Like it just is, I don't know. People are not thinking, they're not using their common yeah. sense here. I agree. I, I just looked it up. So Melissa got nine votes. Um, okay. So, so nine votes out of how many people? At this point, how many votes total? She got half the votes. So if Koozie and Mike could have been her way, yeah. yeah. They but you see, sweet, but enough, the other votes weren't all locked on one person is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Funny enough, I and this happened in US one. I remember when they voted out Christian. To, if mm -hmm. Sari and um yes. I forgot who the other one was, Cody, they would have voted the other yes, if they would have voted the other way. Ari. Ari, yes, because Cody was gone by then. Yeah. They could have saved Christian, but they mm -hmm. didn't. So this was another instance where well, she probably would have maybe if they voted Crystal. Ah, too much math. Yeah, I agree with you, Katie. Yeah, but. I was like, oh, okay, I think. And then once the votes started going all over the place, I was like, all right, forget it. I'm not counting these. But yeah. I do think if they all had the other box votes locked on Crystal, which they didn't, there is mm -hmm. a world where Koozie and Mike could exactly. have been deciding votes and they voted out Melby, which again, I don't think it's the worst decision, but she is a shield in front of them. She's the obvious traitor. Now she's gone and... I don't think Koozie has any eyes on her, but Mike sure does. Yeah. Sorry. I had to look it up, but Crystal yes. got four votes only. So their votes still, okay. still gone home. Yeah. Because Mickey voted for Rick. Yes. Trevon voted for Kevin. Kevin. Donna voted for Kevin. Yeah. And then is there another third Gerpier, vote? Gerpier oh, voted for, for Mike. Mike. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Which again, a ballsy move. Yeah. Very ballsy. Which, I, which I, I like. like. That's why I like this guy so far. I like it from him because he's right. Yeah. And so to me, because he got the traitor, the traitors are not going to vote this man out because then it would be totally obvious that it's Mike. Mm -hmm. But if I'm voting for Kevin and I'm totally wrong and I'm a traitor, or well, I guess I wouldn't be a traitor because I'm voting. But like if you voted for Kevin and I'm a traitor, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get rid of Javier because he voted for Kevin. Kevin's a faithful. He, they won't think it's me. They'll think it's Kevin. So this could yeah. put Kevin out in front. Um, so Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm not speaking that eloquently enough to make it make sense, but I do think that could have put the two of them in a little bit of a sticky situation. Now though, I do think after this round table, well, we get Melissa leaving. She gives like a tearful little speech and then she's like, mm -hmm. I'm trigger. And everyone's like, ah, they're celebrating. They're freaking out. Mike especially is like celebrating again, overly yeah. celebrating. Boastful. Boastful. This man is boastful. Um, and I, my main takeaways from this is that Kevin is an amazing spot now. I think Kevin is like the, in the best spot of all the trade of, of all the faithfuls. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he, you know, he took credit for the move. He was right from day one. He knew there's no reason why from day one, as soon as the blindfolds came off, this man was pushing Melissa's name and mm -hmm. he was right. And there's really no reason why he would do that if he were a traitor. So good for you. I think he totally cleared any suspicions off himself. If there were any, who knows? We'll see what Trevon has to say next week. <laughs> uh, this man is loud and wrong once again. 
Fierce is dialed into Rick and Mickey. They both threw yeah. votes on each other, which doesn't really make any sense. I don't know why they did that. Um, and Gerpier is putting some thoughts into why he voted the way that he did. Mm -hmm. And he's feeling like, okay, if I say it in front of witnesses, at least people know I said it. If I get murdered, they'll know, like, I voted for Mike. This yeah. is why I voted for him. And I thought that was a good strategy. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I thought that was, I also thought it was noble of him when he said, you know, if I go out, you know, at least you guys get a, an inkling of who the Yeah, the exactly. Is. But, you know, I, I agree. I think if you're going to be bold enough to throw someone's name out, the best place to do it is where everyone is watching, as yeah. opposed to like, you know, in, in the side group and then hearsay. So yeah, yeah, I agree. If you have those, I don't think I would have played the game that Gerpier is playing. Um, even if I'm unfaithful, just for the fear of, you know, I would wait until some, you know, I, I don't know if I were to play this game, I would just wait for someone else to say a name and then go with it until mm -hmm. I can hundred percent make sure that this person is going to be the target. And, you know, luckily magic Mike is, I think he can easily become a target. So hopefully this doesn't backfire on group here. Um, but I do think it was very, like, like I said, it was very ballsy play and hopefully it works in this yeah. favor. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I liked it. I don't know that I agree with you. I would play the same way, but I do like that. He's going around saying like, I voted this way. If, if I go, you know mm -hmm. why? And you know, even Koozie is saying like, he's starting to become maybe a little bit of an issue, yep. mm -hmm. but cut to the deliberation. We do know, we do learn that we can invite another trader to be part of the traders, or there could be a murder. We get left on a cliffhanger, but it's one or the other. You can either accept to bring another trader in, Koozie and Mike, or they can murder someone. And I'm kind of feeling like Gerpier could make a good trader. Yeah, I I fully agree with you. I think now would be a good time to get someone like Gerpier on your side. Yeah. Because um, they can't murder Gerpier. Like Gerpier's no. going to survive at least for another two, three weeks. So yep. it's either get him on your side or have him get more or collect more information and actually become a big threat for the traders. Then they have to, you know? Yep. So. I, I think I'm not sure if I feel they're going to, I, I don't know which lane they're going to go. I, think I don't know either. Recruiting just because I feel like that's good TV. <laughs> so they're going to yeah. end up recruiting someone. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not, I'm very curious to see which path. I don't feel like the edit has given me a strong mm -hmm. lane either way. No, me neither. And I'm kind of struggling and I want to know your opinion too. Like, do you think it's a better move for them to murder someone or do you think it's a better move for them to bring a traitor in? So, I think that, so I was thinking this, I'm leaning towards, I would probably murder someone this week um, and then recruit someone the week after mm -hmm. just because I'm just thinking of in traders in the U S version, when they recruited someone, I feel like it ended up backfiring on the traders. Cause I think that's like when Christian like blew up his game or whatever. Oh my God. When he made up, he was like, they recruited me yeah. and I said, no, <laughs> exactly. And they had just recruited Ari, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just feel like Magic Mike is the type to say something wild after yes. they recruit someone and no one goes home. And so I think just the person, the fact that Magic Mike is in this duo of traders left, I don't know. I think it'd be smarter to kill someone off. So another like random person um, who hasn't said much and then continue to suspicion on someone like Rick, let Rick get voted off and then recruit Gerpier or someone else um, the week after. Yep. That's probably the way I would handle it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I And I kind of, again, the edit doesn't really give us much yeah. in one way or another, but I kind of feel like these two are a little bloodthirsty and they're like, it's just the two of us. We did it. You know, Melissa was a liability. And now it almost feels like they feel good with each other mm -hmm. where bringing in a third person can be a liability. Also, 
you don't know if they're going to say yes or no. And then that's just a person that has information that other people don't have. And you don't know if they're going to say like they recruit, you know, they could blast it to the group. They could not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It almost feels like at this point, this is the earliest, at least in the seasons that I've watched personally, that we've seen a trader go out. It's only episode three. It's mm-hmm. only the second round table. I don't know that we've seen a trader get recruited this early. Um, so I don't know. It just feels a little early to bring a third person in. Like, I feel like they're going to have to read these people a little bit more before mm-hmm. they can trust that it's someone that they want to work with. So I have a feeling they're going to murder. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that because that's 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 what I would do. So I yeah. would lean towards that. Um, I do think it would be interesting to see what, you know, we what would happen. I don't know if this happened in one of the international versions you've seen, but if they do recruit someone and the person says no, how that person would play the game moving forward. Because we saw, you know, even though Christian was a trader in US1, he basically tried that gameplay where yeah. he was like, they try to recruit me, but they failed. And then mm-hmm. all eyes were on him. So I wonder what that gameplay would look like for someone who did get recruited. We have seen phase. that happen in some okay. of the international versions. Was it um, like the TV? Yeah, it was good TV. And they, you know, I, I won't say which version it was, but I, and it's been a little bit since I watched it, but they did definitely spill that they were asked to be a trader. They were, you know, okay. they, so I, I think it would be good TV either way. I think probably mm-hmm. the worst TV would be just to murder someone, but I do have a feeling that is the way that they might go here, unless like production is like, you, this yeah. is your only chance. Because I'm interested to see, like, if they do murder someone, will they get this opportunity again at the next, sure. like, after the next round table? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was a fun episode. Do you have any other? Did we not cover anything? Are there any final thoughts before we sign yeah. off? There's one thing I wanted to yes. talk about. So this was like post roundtable. You know, they were all discussing again before the murder, like post roundtable before the murder. Mm-hmm. We see again. I want to talk about my girl Mai because oh, Mai yeah. had a. She said something smart, but then she. So Mai was essentially she was talking to some a few people. And she says, I knew that Melissa B was a traitor, but, but like you said, she, she was one of the people who saying, I didn't want to go with the majority. But for me, that was like another moment of my, yes, you are, you, you, you're like understanding your own game. Like what, why, what you did was wrong. Right. But then you're verbalizing. And is that even, a, yes. is that something you want to be verbalizing to no. people? And I feel like that brought, again, this was another moment for me where I really think my, my is spiraling. And in the previews, we see that I think my is going to, donna level spiral in episode four based on the preview yes. but yeah no, that was another time where i was like my you are correct but you should have said that to yourself in the dr then tell everyone the the you basically told everyone that i played this very poorly so i you know so yeah. i thought that was a weird gameplay on her side yeah we got a lot of weirdness from my this episode i think if i'm a faithful my's on my list of people who mm-hmm. could possibly be a traitor yep, because she defended mel so much and then you're right like admitted like oh yeah no I, I don't know uh rick and mickey probably are on my list because they were just throwing votes uh mm-hmm. so those maybe are you two other traitors that are just voting for each other um i think those are my probably my my main picks as as traders um depending on what mike happens in. yeah i, I think mike. mike too i think mike too his i think because we know mike is acting really shady i don't know if everybody else other than gerpier is picking sure. up on it but yes i think my spidey senses would be up about mike too mm-hmm. at this yeah. point our girl koozie though in a great spot and, yeah, so is Kevin. Is and i'm very happy i hope this continues you know that's another reason why i kind of hope that they don't recruit because i think koozie's in a very good spot right now yeah. and i feel like recruiting someone can put you in a bad spot so maybe 
for Koozie's sake, is also not a good idea to recruit. So Koozie, don't do it yet. Yeah. It's already been recorded, Koozie, but hear me out. Don't recruit anyone yet. Yes. I like the gameplay. Yeah, I like the gameplay too. And like that also opens you up to maybe Mike wants to work with this other person and throw you under the bus. Like that could give them a majority against yeah. one person who's a traitor. I think stick with the two for now while you can. At least that gives you like Mike doesn't have any additional power over you. Mm-hmm. You can give it a little bit of time before you see who you could trust. Let Mike bury himself a little bit more, and then we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm excited. How are you feeling about the cliffhangers now that it's week three of cliffhangers? Um, you know, I'm not hating it because at least we're getting two. We're getting a murder and an eviction every episode, so I've just come to accept it. Um, and you know, I'm not hating it. I feel like we're because I just I'm really I, I'm just enjoying the season. And I feel like we're getting a lot of good TV from a lot of different people. So for some reason, it's not bothering as much. I feel like if this was the U.S. version where I was like annoyed all the time at the Faithfuls, yeah, then I probably would be like, "Don't give me a cliffhanger." But I'm enjoying the ride so far, so I think that's probably why I'm not that annoyed. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I, it gives me something to look forward to. We're getting exactly. the whole episode was entertaining to me, aside from like you know the the parts of the challenge that are just like inconsequential, fine. But even again, like this challenge, I feel like Koozie was thinking strategically heading into it. There were like little bits that we could pull out. Um, And I don't know, I don't really mind it that much that we're not getting another episode. Give me two episodes a week, maybe like a Monday and a Thursday or something. Then I would be, I would be a little happier. Um, I think all the international versions give us at least a few episodes a week rather than just one. but I'm, I don't know, I'm okay with it. I feel like the episodes have been meaty enough where I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to watch next week. Exactly, I fully agree. And yeah. again, they're giving me a good preview. Like, I'm not gonna previews. lie, I'm excited to see my spiral more. Um, you yes. know, I was rooting for her. Jesse you know. in the chat says my looks oh, to be self-imploding yeah. from the preview. And yes, she does. And Trevon is giving us mess in the preview too. And yes. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening here? So I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what we um, get on Monday. Exactly. So the previews are keeping me also on the edge and excited for the next episodes, which I think is really important with these type of, you know, with just TV in general. You want to keep the audience going and they're doing it so far. So I'm excited. Yes, me too. Um. Okay, cool. Well, if nothing else, Javier, we'll start closing out. Um, where can everybody find you? Yeah, so everyone, you can find me at underscore the Starboy on Twitter. I am there sharing all my thoughts about all my favorite reality TV shows and anything in between. Um, of course, catch me here on Sign the Traders every week. I'll be back with Katie. We'll hopefully have some special guests coming up um, to chat some more about the Traders. Catch me on Love is Blurry um, here on Silent Podcast where we discuss Love is Blind. We're going to discuss the finale, the reunion and everything. Hopefully this week um, I'll be on with Isaiah. So catch me there as well to hear my thoughts on the finale because this season was a hot mess. Yeah, I'm not caught up yet. I have to binge and yeah, catch up. Um, but all I've been hearing is that it's been a disaster of a season, a disaster, which makes yeah. me excited to watch it. So, um, Well, you can find me uh, at RealSimKatie on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSimKatie with an underscore. You can also find me here on Silent Podcast talking all things Big Brother on Fridays with Isaiah and Josie and all the exciting guests we've had on this season, Javier being uh, one of them, on Bounce Checks. Um, We have uh, uh, maybe something exciting next week 
in two weeks, maybe. I don't know what day it is uh, coming up. So stay tuned for that. We'll announce it soon. Um, and you can also catch me talking all things Real Housewives and all other shows on Bravo with Carrie on Pod What Happens Live. We're on a mini hiatus right now. Um, we'll be back this week. Um, but again, off next week, Carrie has a lot going on in just life. All good stuff. She's booked and busy. Um, but that means podcasting goes on the side for a little bit. But good thing is that Bravo's on all the time always. So when <laughs> we can, we'll be here. Um, and yeah, for Silent Podcast, let me flash this graphic up on the screen and show you all if you're watching us live on YouTube. Uh, check out where you can find us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at silent underscore podcast if you want to keep up with every time we go live and what we're working on these days. Um, you can follow us on YouTube and subscribe uh, by searching Silent Podcasts. We're also on Twitch uh, at Silent Podcasts. Uh, you can also check us out on all of the audio platforms where you can find your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube Podcasts. We're on Pocket Casts. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you should be able to find us. Um, so definitely check us out there. Subscribe like and comment and rate us wherever you can um on the podcast apps give us five stars that really helps us with the algorithm um and helps us get discovered uh and yeah that's it oh and patreon if you'd like to support us check us out at patreon.com um slash style podcasts and uh check out our discord if you need a link hit us up at twitter we'll shoot it over to you um and uh we're hosting watch parties for traders canada every monday so pop in if you are having trouble finding where to watch traders canada the discord is a great place to do it so thank you all and we will be back next week with episode four thanks bye, everybody. everyone bye Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.